So long, farewell, our readers and good night. I hate to... What's up, everyone? The American Soccer Now in 10 or 15 Minutes podcast. We have breaking news, and I assume this is the first time you've heard this. Jurgen Klinsmann is out as U.S. National what? Team Manager. Yeah, Noah. Wait, Noah, you're not prepared for this? No, I thought we were doing a podcast about something else. Oh, well, we aren't. Uh, hopefully your, your takes will be just as warm as usual. It looks like you're nice and toasty warm. We're in a little uh, toboggan or whatever you call it in the north there, uh, Noah. Uh, how's it going? It's Noah Davis in New York. Uh, it's good. I'm excited to do this. Uh, it is cold. I'm wearing uh, my, my hat. It's actually, it's not my hat. It's my friend's hat. Uh, but yeah, doing, doing well. My friend doesn't have head lice. Nope. Um, that's something my mom always worried about. She'd be like, don't put on someone else's hats. What if they had head lice? That doesn't happen ever. No one, that's, Anyway. It's good. She's concerned about you. You know what else didn't happen often is the U.S. firing a manager, but that's exactly what happened today with Jurgen Klinsmann. Gone as the coach and technical director of U.S. soccer. We usually have categories on this show, but this is a special episode. Noah, you and I are just going to break it down. We've got three sort of categories we're going to guide on. But the first thing we're going to talk about is just general thoughts. Did you think this was going to happen, Noah? That was an embarrassing loss in Costa Rica. But even then, Sunil Galati is stuck by Jurgen during a lot, through thick and thin. Uh, were you surprised by this decision, though? Um, I was. You know, I think I tweeted before uh, the Costa Rica game that even if they lost, he wasn't going to lose his job. Ooh, wrong. I will say wrong, wrong, it's always wrong. wrong. Never listen to Twitter. Um, I will say something flipped after they gave up that third and fourth goal. It, it was just watching it. And, I mean, it was embarrassing. It was just – it looked like – the U.S. team just just quit on the field, uh, and you know I wonder what would have happened if they lost that game to nothing. Um, but it, it does seem like something happened there. And it, look, I mean, I don't think that the results in those first two games are as bad as a lot of people thought, at least in terms of qualifying for the World Cup. But um, I, I I will say that over the past couple of days, I've sort of flipped from the. Gulati is going to stick by him to Gulati is going to let him go. So I can't say I'm super surprised right now. I have to say yesterday was very interesting to me because Klinsman gave an interview to a guy who's worked with very closely in the past who I guess works for Reuters but also wrote a book about Klinsman that maybe was given a Klinsman blessing. He did a Facebook Live, which is something that you obviously can just pop up and do whenever. And then the New York Times tweeted that they, Sam Borden tweeted that he called up Klinsman and Klinsman answered. And those were the three interviews he gave yesterday, which sort of seemed to be, oh, okay, maybe the Federation is sticking with him. But it seems like Klinsman might have just done that himself. No, looking a little more broadly, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that when we look at the legacy of Klinsman, I, I, I think the first cycle was pretty good. And then after the 2014 World Cup, to me, that's the mistake. Keeping him on after that is a mistake. Obviously, the 2015 Gold Cup was a failure. Uh, the the uh, Copa America Centenario was good, was fine. Um, but other than that, it's been sort of a downward trajectory ever since the 2014 World Cup. No, maybe even before. What do you think of kind of how we'll look back and, and view Klinsman as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's always been, for me, sort of two parts about Klinsman. I think Klinsman is a pretty uh, terrible game manager. I think we've talked about that a lot on the this podcast where he doesn't seem like he has a strategy. He sort of puts guys in positions where they're set up to fail rather than succeed. Um, and he does it over and over and over again. I do think that he has done a lot of good things. Like you said, I mean, I think that, you know, leading up to the, the 2014 world cup, it seems like they exceeded expectations there. Um, I think he did a good job of recruiting players and bringing in some talent, both dual nationals and identifying talent in the U S. Um, you know, who knows if Jordan Morris is part of this team, if Klinsman's not there. Um, so I, I think sort of big picture, he's done actually a decent job, not a, not an exceptional job, but a, a relatively good job. Um, 
you know, but I, but I think the game results have gotten worse and worse and worse. I mean, I, I think that I've always said this, I think giving him extending him to 2018, uh, when they did was, was always a mistake. I yeah. think you look anywhere around the world and ev- pretty much every coach struggles in that second world cup cycle. Yeah. I think you just sort of, you lose the roster. I think you lose the locker room. I think being a national team coach is a very difficult thing because you're sort of never with the guys. And then when you are, it's very, very intense very quickly. And you have yeah. to kind of, they have to, you know, coalesce around you. And I think, you know, I think Klinsman is a guy who had a different idea and some of it worked and some of it didn't. And I think the longer you're with those guys, the things that work stop working. And then the stuff yeah. that doesn't that, still doesn't work, right. you know? And so he's not going to change. And I mean, nor, nor should he really, I mean, he's, you know, he's a 50 some odd year old guy. Like he, he's got his ways and he's got his coaching and I understand that. But I just think for anyone, it's a really, it's a really hard thing to have to be a national team coach for that long. Well, right. I think that you lose the momentum. I mean, whoever comes in and it sounds a lot like, especially just now reading on Twitter, that Ivis Glorsip is reporting that, U.S. soccer has an agreement with Bruce Arena already, uh, but whoever that guy is that steps in next, probably Bruce, is going to have a bit of momentum behind him because he's new and he's fresh and he can try new ideas and, and et cetera. And then 2018 will come. They'll have the World Cup. They'll do however they do. And then, you know, especially if it's Bruce, I think it's time to bring in another new face. I mean, that's sort of how it works at big level. And, and Klinsman, I think, has enjoyed a lack of pressure that would exist if you were a European coach here in that extension. And I think it's finally kind of caught up with him uh, with the poor results, honestly. Uh, Talking about Bruce Arena, Noah, is that somebody you want to see leading the national team? For me, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think that Bruce is the kind of guy who he's the most successful American coach uh, of all time with the national team, Uh, just better than Bob Bradley if you look at the records. Uh, I think he's a guy who's available right now. He can add some stability to the team. He's familiar to most of the kind of players that you need him to be familiar with. Uh, and he knows American soccer really well. I think he could be a guy who could provide a, sta- a stable, calming presence up to 2018. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think anyone who comes in at this point is is a good thing. Um, I think I the advantage... That. There's a lot of bad candidates out there. I mean, I think, uh, I think you and I could could do a better job than Klinsman has done recently in, in some ways. Um, I, I, I think, I mean, I think, I think the good thing about this team and I think it was so frustrating about Klinsman and I'll get to your question in a second, but is that this team is good. They have good players on this team. And I, I don't think it's particularly hard to send them out in a four, four, two and, and say, okay, here's what you got to do. Let's do this. You know? Um, so I think that the good thing for arena coming in is like you said, he's familiar with a lot of the players. I mean, maybe not as much the European guys, um, you know, but I'm sure he's paid some attention. I, it sounds like U.S. Soccer has been talking to him for quite some time, uh, at least informally. So I'm sure he's brushed up a little bit. Um, you know, he he is what he is. People people know him. Uh, he's familiar with a lot of the the guys who play in MLS as well. He he has a reputation for success. Uh, seems like he sort of has this charming curmudgeon type personality, which I think will be probably a nice switch from uh, Klinsman. So yeah, I mean, I, I think. Of the options out there, uh, I, I think it's great. I think you give him, you know, hopefully he gets the U.S. to Russia and then they go to Russia and then they figure out what they're going to do after that. Um, I, I don't think that I, I doubt that Arena wants to coach this team longer than Russia. I think, you know, for him, it's probably great to kind of come in and be the savior, uh, assuming he can save them. I think that would probably be pretty enticing. Uh, and, and I think for the U.S. team, it's probably nice to have a guy who is coming in with fresh eyes, uh, fresh thoughts and uh, fresh new jokes. Let's talk about some of the players who could benefit uh, from this. You know, I think there's a couple names that spring to mind immediately. You look at a guy like Darlington Nagby, who, you know, fell out with Klinsman supposedly, Michael Bradley. 
Uh, Benny Failhopper has been tweeting uh, an emoji or two uh, that you assume <laughs> is related. Um, Matt Hedges here in Dallas, uh, Jorge Villafania, the left back at Santos. Who, who are some guys that you feel like have been frozen out, either in the team or or have been not getting calls that, that are maybe uh, maybe not as publicly as Failhopper, but are, are secretly uh, wearing the smiley face emoji on their face today? I mean, I think I think a lot of guys are. I mean, I think if anyone, anyone on this team who felt like they were outside of it a little bit, or even the guys who who didn't, um, you know, have to be happy. I think if you're if you're a defensive midfielder, if you're looking at the you know sort of the Jermaine Jones role, uh, it would not surprise me if Bradley, uh, sorry, Arena, uh, you know, ended ended Jermaine Jones's tenure sort of earlier. Then later, um, I, I think a lot of the MLS guys have got to be feeling good just because I would imagine Arena is more familiar with them uh, and what they bring to the table than some of the guys who are, you know, further afield in Europe. So I, I think probably, you know, I think everybody on this team should be excited about this new change. Uh, you say everyone on the team, but uh, what's this going to do for some of the guys that he recruited? You know, you mentioned uh, Jordan Morris, who I think is, you know, American uh, you know, probably would have been on the team, you know, because of his history of the Sounders, et cetera. But you look at guys who who might not have been. You look at a guy like uh, maybe Timmy Chandler, uh, maybe even Fabian Johnson, uh, a guy like Jermaine Jones, uh, who you mentioned as well. Although you know, maybe he doesn't have that much in his legs anyway for the U.S. But but what kind of players are uh, are maybe you know uh, not going to be as happy? And and do you think this maybe affects, I guess, the German American players' relationship to the team? It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think, you know, I think a lot of those guys have, um, you know, re- very outwardly expressed. Most of those guys, you know, Terrence Boyd has a U.S. tattoo. Jermaine Jones has a giant, ridiculous Brooks, yeah. tattoo on John his Brooks knee. Has the Illinois uh, John Brooks, you know, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of those guys um, are, are very much. We really you know, put a lot of stock into those tattoos, but I agree with oh, you. Man, your I love those point. tattoos, man. You got to get, you got to be, you know, but, but Arena at the same time, I mean, he's a guy in 2013 who said players in the national team should be American if they're born in other countries who aren't making progress. I, I think that quote was kind of taken out of context a little bit. I think he was more talking about uh, how the U.S. should be producing better talent rather than, you know, dual nationals are not welcome. Um, but it's certainly a, a concern or a question. I mean, you mentioned Timmy Chandler. He's a guy who I don't think you would say has been 100% committed 100% of the time. Uh, you know, would would it be surprising for me for someone like him to sort of fall off the radar a little bit? Um, I don't think so. But I, I don't think that there are that many guys um, who fall into that category. I mean, I, Fabian Johnson is going to be an interesting one. I've never gotten that he's he's never been as outwardly um expressive as guys like boyd um you know he doesn't he doesn't have a tattoo exactly um i you know i have no reason to question his commitment uh, i think he's a pretty quiet guy in general yeah he seems like a very quiet guy um you know so I, I i don't think that we should read anything into that um you know but and i i think he's also a guy who if you're making a starting lineup he's probably the first or second guy you put in there in, in pen and write it in Sharpie and mm-hmm. maybe three or four different positions. Um, you know, <laughs> but I think it, 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 if he sort of said, you know, if this isn't for me, I mean, that wouldn't just because he's such an enigma. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me completely, but I, but I also don't get the impression that he is, um, you know, completely aligned with Klinsman or, or anything like that. I mean, he, there's, he's been, he's given nothing to give the impression that he's not hundred percent committed. It's just, he hasn't been as outwardly vocal about it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that for guys like 
John Brooks and, and Boyd and, and probably even Johnson, uh, it's going to make much of a difference. All right. Well, Noah, thanks for uh, popping on and chatting about this news that Jurgen Klinsmann is out. Hope everyone enjoys your Thanksgiving. Uh, judging from a lot of the comments on the past pods, it sounds like this is something you guys can be thankful for. Uh, Jurgen Klinsmann will be all right, too. You know, It'll be interesting to see where he pops up um, as well. But we'll talk about that and all sorts of stuff in American soccer now in 10 or 15 minutes in the future. No episode for the rest of the week. Surprise. But uh, we wanted to get this uh, emergency news pod in. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you in December. Take care.